With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're listening to the Off the Bench Podcast on 104.5 ESPN. For more, follow us on Twitter at OTB underscore ESPN or on YouTube. Good morning, everybody. It is 7 a.m. on Tuesday, April 25th. Today in Baton Rouge, expect to see cloudy skies with a high of 79. Coming up on OTB, we have a new edition of OTB Mailbag at 8 a.m. And Nick Underhill of NewOrleans.Football joins the show at 9 a.m. to talk Saints. You can follow today's show on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at OTB underscore ESPN or catch us on YouTube at the 104.5 ESPN channel and subscribe for daily content. Hour number one of Off the Bench, live from the Mercedes-Benz of Baton Rouge studio, starts now. All-Star Toyota presents Off the Bench with Jacob Hester and T-Bob Hebert. Yeah, 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 yeah! Off the, the bench, bench with Hester and T-Bob. Hey, Peter, said I gotta come off the bench. All-Star Toyota presents Off the Bench with Hester and T-Bob. Yo, yo, yo. Yo, what's happening, y'all? Welcome in OTB! T-Bob, Mari, Taylor hanging out with you. Jake will be here in a bit uh, as uh, he's doing some dad stuff. Taylor, you can actually come over to this shot right here until Jake gets in here. Uh, doing some dad stuff today, though, um, this morning, at least. But, but he will be in here. we got a really good show plan for you. It's a bit of an odd show where, like, I don't know that there's any massive lead story here locally, but there's, like, a lot of very interesting things, right? Like, I think what happened uh, in the SEC in baseball over the weekend is pretty shocking in a lot of ways. A lot of insane results that have massive implications, the rankings and everything else that will affect LSU when you look at some of the teams uh, that they're looking at. I think the college football news cycle coming out of spring is popping off right now in a lot of different ways. That's why you got Brody Miller coming up uh, a bit later on in the show. Uh, There's some news out there that these Saints – could potentially be trading up in the draft. I know, yes, I know. Stop me if you've heard that one before. Uh, we'll get there with Nick Underhill a bit later on. Um, the NBA playoffs are rolling right along, and Jimmy Butler remains absolutely incredible at playoff basketball. As I mean, I look up, and, and to be granted, I haven't been, I haven't been, um, like Taylor, you said you've been watching like all, all, like all of it, right? Have you been locked in or yes? Uh, for for the most part, yeah. Was it you? Well, so okay. 
And then, Mario, I know you're always, you're watching every night. You're locked in. I haven't been super locked in, so I was a bit shocked this morning when, you know, I'm going through getting ready for the show, and I look up, and all of a sudden, Butler's dropping 56, and the Heat have a 3-1 lead on the Bucks. I mean, uh, it just, it, and then, of course, what it, it didn't. Now, one thing that is inescapable is LeBron and the Lakers now up 3-1 on uh, the Memphis Grizzlies as more and more, it looks like, unfortunately, all those uh, Lakers dreams that we hope to shatter appear to be coming true. Now, if you're talking about the biggest story maybe in football, um, it's not local, but the Aaron Rodgers deal finally gets done. It had some wild implications in terms of, uh, if you look at the odds for both teams, what it does for the outlook of those teams, that move that's kind of been hanging out in the air gets done here on Draft Week. Oh, and it is Draft Week, okay? So this is our final chance to talk to Nick Underhill about what the New Orleans Saints will potentially do. So like I said, man, uh, a lot of interesting things to get to on today's show, and we're going to run the gamut over the next three hours. So if you want to hang out, youtube.com slash 104.5 ESPN uh, is where you can come chat with us. Uh, oh, and we got OTB Mailbag in hour number two, so you can ask us uh, whatever is on your mind. Um and let's have ourselves let's have ourselves a time. Uh, I want to start though. Like I said, I feel a bit weird because again, I don't know. Like there, there's not much of a lead story to this necessarily, except um, I want to start looking at this SEC baseball weekend and kind of discussing what Jay Johnson had to say after the Ole Miss baseball sweep, as it was a uh, fantastic week for LSU. I didn't realize this. It was the first time that the Tigers have swept in Oxford. Since 1996, a couple other little nuggets that Coach Johnson kind of flexed on during the press conference. Um, LSU has not lost two games in a row this year. I don't, I don't know how many of us have appreciated or realized that. Uh, they're also undefeated in one-run games, okay? So this is a team that finds a way to win in the tough matchups, and you saw that once again in Sunday, finding a way to to get that series. Now, speaking of tough matchups, they're going to have a tough one tonight as uh, the Nichols Colonels are coming to town. And uh, Nichols right now currently winning the Southland Conference, swept over the weekend, winning a run-run game on Sunday themselves. So it's going to be a big one in the box. And look, again, like all of these midweeks. Now, I'm excited to talk to Coach Johnson this Thursday and get him to expound on this a bit because during the presser, he, he spoke on how uh, they've been treating these midweek games like a tournament setting. And I don't know exactly how they're doing it, but that uh, this one is an elimination game, essentially. And and so it's trying to find ways to kind of get guys really locked in and treat every single game uh, like a playoff game, which is a mantra that they abide by. So then the question becomes, okay, well, who's going to step up on the mound, right? And, um, you, you know, you're going to see like money. You, you know you're going to see Thatcher Hurd. Um, and you'll see kind of the regular cast of crew, and it's who can do the best and then set themselves up to get those opportunities that will be available on the weekend. So, look, I, I bring up a lot of this simply to say that um, LSU is by far the most consistent team and the best team in the SEC. And previous to this last weekend, um, maybe there was some argument that could have been made in that regard, but it was a wild weekend. In SEC baseball, uh, I mean the Tennessee Volunteers, who entered the weekend at five and ten, swept a Vanderbilt team that was looking like they were potentially the best in the entire SEC. They outscored Vandy thirty-one to nine 
over the weekend. They hit eight home runs. If you missed that Friday night game, they're down 3-1 in the ninth. They get two solo shots in the ninth to tie it up. In the 12th, they get the uh, the walk-off solo shot to win it. And then they go on to dominate the rest of the weekend. So it's like, okay, well, then all of a sudden you look up. Vanderbilt's dropped from 13-2 to 13-5. and five, Now second place in the East, whereas uh, Tennessee from 5-10 and 10 to 8-10. and 10, And as we look at Tennessee actually has a very uh, easy remaining schedule as they have run uh, quite the gauntlet here as of late. So, like, be on the lookout for a potential launching pad for the Volunteers, which I don't, well, you know, nobody wants to hear, but it could be true. They got Mississippi State and Lindsey Nelson this weekend. Um, maybe more shocking, like like Tennessee sweeping Vanderbilt was maybe the biggest or most impressive, maybe the most shocking uh, series of the weekend. The Georgia Bulldogs swept Arkansas, okay? Uh, this is a Georgia team that many people had kind of written off, but if you look at the last three weeks, they won a home series against Kentucky. They swept Arkansas at home, and then they lost a tough-fought rubber match at Florida, okay, so the Bulldogs are hot right now. Uh, but Arkansas dropping three in a row now allows LSU to move into sole possession of first place in the West. They're under 11 and 7 in conference, whereas the Tigers are 12 and 5. And again, just think about the consistency that we talked about with LSU. Have not lost two games in a row. And we got some of these other top 10 teams in the entire country being swept by unranked teams. Um, South Carolina made their own statement, sweeping Florida. I mean, Ethan Pet Petrie, the, the the freshman from South Carolina, what more can you say about him? He homers in the first two games. He now has 20 home runs on the season. South Carolina looking like the second-best team in the SEC first in the East. Um, there's a wild Auburn-Mississippi State series uh, in which Auburn wins three one-run games. Alabama sweeps Mizzou. Uh, one thing to note here, A&M... Uh, Texas A&M, who, again, we kind of written off, um, they're getting hot right now. Uh, they go on the road, and they win the series at Kentucky. They've now won their last four series in a row, and in the same token, Kentucky's kind of on the opposite side of that as they've lost their last series, 11-7 and on the SC after starting 8-1. and So, as you can see, uh, the weekend proved just how dangerous this league can be, right? Any team is capable of stinging you at any time, which, again, should call into sharp focus just how impressive the consistency of this LSU Tiger baseball team had been. I mean, Jay Johnson talked about it. Um, now, he talked about it with Dylan Cruz, but I would extend it to the entire team. He said, when asked about Cruz, he said, you know, I just, I just, said, I just really hope that people appreciate what they're witnessing, right? Because it may never come along Again, and maybe the latter part there is arguably a bit hyperbolic for this LSU baseball team, but really appreciate what you're witnessing because it is not, you know, it like like it just doesn't happen when you have a team that this deep into the year has been ranked number one all year long, has the best pitcher in the entire country and kind of unquestionably the best pitcher, has the best hitter and five-tool player in the entire country, also on questionable hasn't lost back-to-back -back games and is undefeated in one run games I mean this team has fight it has grit it has team buy-in right um Jay has a quote where he he the, the, the saying they really want to hammer home to their players right always place the needs of the team above your own and um, in the age and this is not hard to understand I feel a bit like an old man saying this but like you know in the age of 
transfer portal and name, image, and likeness, there's never been a harder time to place the team needs above your own because you could literally be financially losing out by not focusing on your own needs, right? Like Hayden Travinsky could have gone elsewhere. He could have started elsewhere, maybe laid a little money elsewhere. And so it's it's harder and harder to achieve that, and yet this is an LSU team that appears to have that buy-in. Like how frustrated would you be if you were Travinsky, you're a four-year player, you've played a ton of baseball, and all of a sudden you're kind of having to watch from afar. And it's through no fault of your own. You're injured throughout the fall. It costs you, right? I mean, in an uber-competitive roster, um, being injured in the offseason is absolutely brutal to trying to set yourself up for play, right? But with your team down to, down to its last strike, needing some magic, you know, the ability to sweep this Ox, this team in Oxford again for the first time since 1996, Travinsky comes up with the big moment. Doesn't let any of the frustration, doesn't let any of the personal setbacks. He does it for the team. And, and you see that buy-in again, again, again on this squad. So, again, as I always say, just appreciate what you are witnessing with this LSU baseball team because it's special, it's fun. And I think tonight's actually going to be a really good midweek matchup. Uh, with this Nichols team that, again, first place in the South end right now, coming hot off of a sweep. Um, all right, when we get back here on OTB, uh, we can talk a little bit about the Saints potentially trading up. Got some college football news as well. Keep it locked right here on Off the Bench. Off the Bench with Hester and T-Bob. ESPN Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Alexandria, and 1130 The Tiger. One man who appreciates and supports this LSU baseball team is uh, Gordon McKernan. Gordon McKernan injury attorneys. Get Gordon and get it done. Uh, Crew Morgan. Many of your favorite LSU players on the G team, right? The squad of NIL superstars uh, that Gordon is amassing. That includes the entire women's basketball team. Coach Mulkey, they all got it done. It's good enough for them. It's good enough for you. So if you need somebody who's going to fight for you, the same way that your favorite teams are fighting right now to win championships, you want to get the G team. Uh, you can follow them on social media at Get Gordon. Um, they got some really cool videos, content going up. Uh, the Grubbin with G series, probably my favorite, where he sits down with your favorite athletes to get them to really open up, right? Uh, so the number is 225 888 8888. Though, again, anywhere you're listening in the state, uh, just put in the area code 888 8888. Get Gordon, get it done. I don't know what tomorrow will bring. All-Star Toyota presents Off the Bench with Hester and T-Bob. ESPN Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Alexandria, and 1130 The Tiger. Keep this playing for a second, Mark. You can keep it up for a second. Uh, Good morning, everyone. I feel bad. A lot of chat. I just opened it up. It was like morning. Brandon Schutz says, morning to you, Bob. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. Really good. Sleeping great. Yeah. Figuring things out. Um, we're on the quest to fix the titty and we're getting there. Yeah. It's a day by day journey. Like we said yesterday, doesn't matter what we've done up to this point. 
all that matters is what we're going to do tomorrow. And unlike Danny, now we got Taylor on board with the push-up train. Hell yeah. How many do you do in each break? 20? Yeah. There we go. There we go, boys. Knocking them out. Uh, Jared Roach says, who will be RB1? I'm guessing he's talking about LSU. I would imagine it'd be um, Josh Williams, right? Uh, I mean, he certainly has positioned himself. He had the best year last year. I think the eternal conversation with running back at LSU is, well, John Emery probably still has the the most talent, the kind of biggest big play potential, but there's just a lack of consistency there where I cannot grant him the rank of RB1 status. My not for says, when I opened YouTube, my computer, the first video was about Louisiana's most prolific serial killer. Then a show with Mario comes on. Um, well, yeah, that's, you know, it's the algorithm. Uh, it is it is insane how deeply the math figures this out sometimes. I mean, there there have been multiple times here recently where I feel like I've I, you know I've gotten I've gotten things put in front of my face that I didn't know that I wanted that I immediately gotten into, or uh, like right after I thought about something, and, and, and it's you know I've like double checked. Okay, I didn't, I didn't type anything. I didn't say to anything to anybody. But like right after I think about something. All of a sudden, it's 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 hitting me. It's uh, and I don't think that. Look, I, I I'm I'm not saying that's like any like magic or anything. That's just them having countless terabytes and reams and reams of human data from which to pull and to figure out kind of how we move and how we think. I, I don't know where this is going right now. Um, creepiness. Uh, <laughs> uh, T. Bob, whatever your Jake's gonna be here. He he is doing some dad stuff. Uh, this morning he will be here a bit later on. Um. Bilbo T. Baggins saying Jimmy Butler is Kimmy Butler. Uh, that's that's pretty solid right there. Uh, you two think about this, and I'm going to come back to you in a little bit. What's your most shocking development of the NBA playoffs thus far? Uh, right now, though, I want to wrap up the LSU baseball conversation. Um, you know, we've been, we've been looking at a lot of combined records, kind of prove what a good schedule LSU baseball has had. Well, Mark Etheridge, who does uh, the, the these weekend write-ups on D1 baseball for the SC, does Great job. And he looked at, he took each team, looked at their opponents' combined SEC record, but then he took out the games that they actually played against the opponents. What you do think is key, right? Because it it, it takes that influence uh, out of the numbers and lets you know just how they have fared when they haven't squared off with your team. And right now, I mean, I got to say, look, Georgia's played the hardest, Tennessee right after them. Um, Mizzou right after them, and then right there. And, then, and basically, I mean, we're talking about two and three game differences, so pretty negligible. But LSU and South Carolina combined opponent records of 50 and 40 for both, right? And then obviously we know that's a series that got split 1-1, and these are two teams that are top the East and the West. So just know this South Carolina team is legitimate. They, they, they've not played an easy schedule. They've played nearly, you know, objectively. Um, no, objectively, they have played the exact same level of competition as you have, and the results are very similar. Now, if you, what I love is if you look at the record of uh, the remaining opponents that you have left to play, LSU's sitting pretty right now. As uh, their combined opponent record for the teams left in the schedule, 29-43 and 43 in conference. Uh, like we said, this latter half is shaping up to be significantly easier than the first half. This is where you have to stack wins, stack sweeps, and you did that. Passed the test with flying colors in week number one, thanks to some uh, magic from our guy, Hayden Travinsky. So great job by Jay Johnson and crew. Cannot wait uh, for tonight's game. See maybe 
who shines in midweek, which arms you can maybe move into the weekend, and then really excited to talk to Coach Jay on Thursday. Hey, uh, we do want to remind you, Dreams Come True Radiothon is rolling right along, and 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge and the Baton Rouge Clinic bring you the Dreams Come True Radiothon. Dreams Come True is an organization designed to help grant dreams for children with life-threatening illnesses and their families. The Dreams Come True Radiothon is presented today by the Baton Rouge Men's Clinic. You can donate right now today at 1045ESPN.com. And uh, check this out. Every $5 donated is an entry into the raffle. And that includes an Aaron and Austinola autographed bat, ball, and picture. We got a Justin Jefferson autographed LSU helmet, a Justin and Jamar Chase framed wall print, uh, a three day, two night stay uh, where you get to go to the CMA Music Festival in Nashville. Friday, June 9th through Sunday, June 11th. We also have a concert ticket package to see Thomas Red, Shine Down, Zach Bryan, Depeche Mode, Guns N' Roses, and Hardy. So that is all there. Uh, you can support a great cause and maybe even get a little lucky and win surprise yourself. Go donate to Dreams Come True, 1045ESPN.com. Thank you to the Baton Rouge Men's Clinic. Um, okay, give me your most shocking NBA takeaways and we'll get to the Saints. All right, sure. I think uh, both of the series that are 3-1 right now that that, uh, that the games took place took place last night very surprising i did not expect the bucks to be down 3-1 to the no. heat like i expected the heat to maybe you know give them a run for their money and be in this series like play better relative than they did in the regular season <clears throat> but i'm kind of shocked that it's 3-1 right now and yes jimmy's been really good the last couple of years in miami but what we saw last night was was unbelievable something i'd never seen from him even in a playoff setting so that's surprising and i know the lakers were playing really well but I have to say, I'm a little disappointed in Memphis. I know Jaws dealing with the injury, yeah. but for them to be down 3-1 right now, all the theatrics with Dylan Brooks that we talked about yesterday, they're a major disappointment. So I would say either one of those series are, are my biggest surprises right now. I mean, it's 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 one of those situations in which uh, and, and real quick on the Giannis or on the Bucks, like I, I know Giannis missed game the one that game they won, right? Game yes. two. But he's been back, right? I'm not being dumb, and I've been. It. He's been back, and Bam Adebayo deserves a lot of credit for how he defended him last night. Like Jimmy's going to get all the credit, which he should get most of the credit. But Adebayo, who kind of underachieved a relative to the last couple of seasons when he was really good defensive player of the year candidate, he's kind of picked it up in this series, and he's been big time for Miami too. Do y'all feel like it's fair to say that some of the immaturity of the Grizzlies <laughs> that has been a talking point throughout the season, not just Ja, right? Although a lot of it does center around him, right? But like you had you had Steven Adams and other vets during the year, I feel like talking about how, you know, when we go on the road, guys aren't really taking care of their business. We kind of got to lock it in a little more. And then you're going against LeBron James now, who I don't, okay, you could say whatever you want about LeBron, Diva, so like you could say whatever you want. The one thing you really cannot say. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details is that he doesn't do everything he can to succeed, right? Like, he has engineered every single piece of his life to being at his physical peak when he needs to be, right? And and you are absolutely seeing that 
right now in the playoffs. Um, For sure. I think Darvin Hand deserves a lot of credit, too, like more than he's getting. LeBron's been awesome. He's been really efficient these playoffs, which he deserves a lot of credit for. But they've really utilized the rest of their players. Like, we've talked a lot about Austin Reeves. He's had a really good yeah, season. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Jared Vanderbilt coming over in the trade has been a little underrated, in my opinion. And D'Angelo Russell has given him a big lift. Yeah. Like, I, I know Russell Westbrook's been good with the Clippers, too. But Russell's a much better fit, like, as a facilitator uh, for what the Lakers want to do. So, yeah, LeBron deserves a lot of credit. Unibrow boys playing well, too. But they're playing good team ball. And I feel like their head coach deserves a little bit more credit. Uh, that's fair. That I and, and and I don't disagree because I mean managing the personal personality of LeBron has to be one of the toughest aspects in all of that. But but again, at the same time, it's like those other guys deserve credit. But I'm not even just talking about LeBron's play. Like the numbers are what they are. I'm I'm just talking about setting the tone, setting the example, and uh, just showing that here at 38 years old, he could still stare down someone half his age who tried to punk him and say, uh-uh, you know, the old lion knocking down the young cub. Not quite yet. Taylor, do you have anything that Mario didn't mention that you find to be shocking this NBA playoffs? Yeah, I do. Um, the first one we talked about right after the show yesterday, the very poor play of Donovan Mitchell in Cleveland. Yeah. I mean, he shot 30%, 28% in the first round. I mean, Darius Garland's carrying that team, and Mitchell was supposed to be that guy. He had a lot of good play. When he was with the Utah Jazz in the playoffs, he's been bad. My second one is De'Aaron Fox for the opposite reason. I mean, he is balling out this playoffs. He's averaging like 32 points a game in the first round. I mean, carrying the Kings right now, he's he's playing well because this is his first playoff. Yeah. So he's, he's doing really well. Yeah, I feel like we got Pelicans De'Aaron Fox. Um, I don't know. I feel like I've seen De'Aaron Fox drop 30 or 40 every single time you square up with Sacramento. So this is just... Because I, I generally view the, the NBA just through the Pelicans lens. So for me, I hear that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's that's De'Aaron Fox. Like, I don't even know what he does uh, other nights. So, I you know, the whew, Kings up. It's got to hurt to be that close to 3-1 and uh, and now be tied two games apiece. And so, now De'Aaron Fox with the injury, too. We'll see if he tries to play through it, but he would have to do so with a cast on his shooting hand, which would be tough. Mm, they, yeah. they said he was doubtful for Game 5 this I feel, morning. I feel like he's going to try to play through it just because of the reasons y'all are saying. Like, the Kings finally in the playoffs. He's been so efficient. Like, I feel like he's going to try to he's gonna try to be out there. It's just, is it more detrimental? Is it more beneficial? But maybe as a facilitator, you know, not shooting as much, I, I wouldn't be shocked if he tried to push through it. Uh, should also mention, speaking of injuries, I didn't update Tommy White. Sounds like Tommy White's going to be good to go uh, from last week. And Jay calling it a day-to-day -day thing. Um, I don't know if you would see him tonight. I do know that it's not something where if he's good to go, that they're going to sit him just out of caution. I mean, Jay, Jay was very clear about that, right? He said it's hard to foster that every game is a playoff game attitude if you don't, you know, if you're, if you're going to be doing things like load management and like, and like sitting guys, so so if Tommy White doesn't play, that means that his body's not feeling up to it today. But it's nothing too too serious. As um, uh, I expect him to be back this weekend uh, for the Tigers. All right, when we get back, let's talk a little New Orleans Saints draft week, and there are rumors swirling. Oh, Saints could be trading up. Imagine that. Uh, more OTB. Oh, wait, real quick. Do want to remind you to go check out Accutemp of Baton Rouge, agitantbr.com, your AC uh, heating and electrical experts, okay? If, 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 you, if you don't believe me because, um, you know, let's, you know, I get it. I'm, I'm, I'm paid to advertise for AccuTemp. Um, and although I hope we've established some uh, modicum of trust here between you and I, 
I, I, I do understand if you're kind of rolling your eyes at all this. So go, go look at the online reviews, okay? Go look at the online reviews. See how in love people are with the customer service that they get from AccuTip. Then recognize that AccuTip saying is service to the highest degree. Yes, it's punny, right? But they live, you know, they walk that talk, okay? Um, and, 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 and I've experienced it firsthand. I, I, I go to them all the time. Jake's a member of the star membership club, which is a great flat rate membership fee where they come and they check out your system for, for free. You know, you're not, you're not paying anything extra on top of it. And they make sure that you're good to go. You avoid any catastrophic big issues down the road. Also right now, the month of April, if you get that new AC install, you get a free premium clean air package, really just clean everything out of the air in your house. It's $1,800 in value for free, okay? Uh, so the heat is coming. You're gonna need that AC. And you're gonna need Agatem. Agatem of Baton Rouge. More to be next. Off the bench with Hester and T-Bob. All-Star Toyota presents Off the Bench with Hester and T-Bob, ESPN Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Alexandria, and 1130 The Tiger. Like that. Like that, boom. Uh, NFL Draft Week is here. Uh, the boys just told me during break that Sean Payton's talking trash. What? Yes. And and maybe my favorite part about it is, um, give, me, give me the trash that he talked, but maybe my favorite part about it is in that Mario, do, do I have the series of events correct here? Sean Payton talks trash. That makes you angry. And then so you start looking up the Sean Payton pill case from 2012 <laughs> to get some sort of uh, revenge story against Payton. Because you said you were Googling the Payton Vit indictment yes. from back in the day. Yes, I was having a little fun on Snapchat, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, he was talking yesterday about, uh, you know, his first draft with the Broncos. And he said, quote, the analytics department is something that is on a different level here. I'm like that driver of a new car that still hasn't figured out how to get the seat warmers on. It's pretty impressive. And it's new for me in a good way. All right, Sean Payton. Yeah, okay. It's like, all right, cool, Sean. Um, you're like, you were the one. They decided to give up so much for Marcus Davenport <laughs> and draft Peyton Turner. Like, and also, oh, the Broncos analytics part must be really good, right? It must be, must be. I mean, they're they're a great franchise. I mean, traditionally, absolutely. They've made so many Super Bowls. They had that incredible streak where it's like they didn't have a losing season, or it was something along the lines of they made a Super Bowl every X amount of years. Uh, what I was shocked to learn today, though, um, you know, despite that great analytics department, you mentioned it yesterday, Mario. The Jets now, uh, with the longest playoff drought out of any um, team in the Big Four sports. If you look at the NFL alone, uh, longest playoff drought of the Jets, right behind them, the Denver Broncos. Okay? Seven years. Where was the analytics department when they drafted Paxton Lynch? Okay? Like, Drew Locke. Like, what are we... I, 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 yeah, no, no. no. And I get it. I get it. I get it. Sean, I'm, I'm reacting like a jilted lover he's in a new relationship of course he's trying to go he's going to try to be positive about uh that new relationship but um i don't think it was analytics that made them trade up to 
get Marcus Davenport, right? It wasn't analytics that made them go after Peyton Turner. So don't no. forget Ian Book with the fourth round pick. I don't hate Ian Book fourth round. I don't want I don't want to poo poo that because like I'm okay with the idea of taking and look, there's been a lot of good draft picks as well, obviously. Like ever since Jeff Ireland came, he's been a much more consistent driver. But I think we can still blame Sean for the Stanley Jean Baptiste draft which was the year before Ireland, and has to be. I mean, I don't know if this is actually true, but has to be one of the worst drafts of all time. Okay, can I get can I get a class check on the Stanley Jean-Baptiste draft? Because it is, it's, it, it is mind-boggling in how aggressively bad it was. I mean, we're talking like a year later, nobody was left on the team. Um so whatever they 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 they've had hits. What was they going to say about? Oh no, the Ian Book thing. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with taking quarterback flyers in later rounds. Like, I'm I'm not saying you 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 just go like and blindly shoot, but once you get like fourth round on, I'm kind of like okay, if you hit a player, that's a big win. But I'm not necessarily expecting you to uh, to hit on those picks. Top two, you know, you want to find starters third. Ideally, contributor starters, but uh, afterwards it's kind of a crapshoot. Fair enough. You uh, you ready for this All Star yes, 2014? Yes, yes, yes. So, so 2014. Okay. Yes. So this is this is after you lose to the Seahawks in 2013 when they were purely pure, prime Legion of Boom. And, wow, oh my God, boys! Marcus Colson threw the ball forward. No, I know. I'm saying, but boys, this is 10 years ago. Ha! <laughs> oh my goodness. Jeez, I don't. Whew, that's a little too real. That's like the stat from the other day that Amelie came out 15 years ago Sunday. Um, all right, we're going to keep moving. So 10 years ago, and this is also the offseason in which you got rid of Darren Sproles, you got rid of Malcolm Jenkins. Like you yeah. went all in on Jairus Bird. Ooh. A Sean Payton decision. Which they paid him big money, Yes, too. they gave him a massive contract, and it was a Sean what he, what Payton he decision. Was he like the highest paid safety in the league that yes, year or something? because um, I remember the story went back then that after losing twice to the Seahawks team, he became infatuated with their makeup. He wanted to try to recreate the Legion of Boom. Earl the Pearl Thomas was the key to the boom, and he thought that Jairus Bird could be his own Earl Thomas. And he and remember, Rob Ryan um, was good at the time. They were great defense that year, and then Sean made him change everything. The entire philosophy, they gutted the roster, and, well, it ended up falling apart just to, to like, just to work. Who, who came in next? Brandon Browner. He was trying to do a Legion of Boom thing. Uh, all right, give me the 2014 New Orleans Saints draft. So the number 20 pick, they took Brandon Cooks, 58, Stanley John, John Baptiste, Gene Baptiste, however you pronounce it. Then they took Kari Fort, 126, oh, 167th pick. They took Vinny Sinceri from oh Alabama. God, then they rounded out the draft with uh, Ronald Powell at 169 and Tavon Rooks at 202. God, I remember trying to talk myself into Tavon Rooks, the undrafted tackle out of Kansas State. He didn't even have a picture when he got drafted. He was he just like the gray yeah, silhouette the gray that they always use. Yeah. Dude, yes. I was like, oh my God, dude. Man, now that we kind of go back in, in time here, I'm really thinking this offseason almost killed the Sean Payton, Drew Brees era. Like yeah, This, this no, was no. the start of the three losing seasons, the yes. three straight seven and nines, and then you had the 2017 draft and you got back on track. But this was a really, really bad offseason. Yeah, uh, Jeff Ireland saved Sean Payton from himself. Uh, when Jeff Ireland came in, he significantly changed um, the Saints drafting woes. Now, one thing is, Mickey Loomis still loves to trade up, you know, and I don't think that's going anywhere. As uh, as the the report, oh, where where'd it go? I had it. Oh yeah, the report from Albert Breer, and I love it. Jake wrote 
oh, for F's sake here in the document. That, that, that is his commentary on the story. But Albert Breer from Sports Illustrated reporting yesterday that, quote, Saints are one of a few teams who could trade up in the first round. Along with the Pittsburgh Steelers and Kansas City Chiefs, Beer wrote, uh, I'd put the Saints in that category as well with their history, being that they identify guys and aren't afraid to make moves up for them. Last year they went for Chris Olave, even if it costs them future capital. Now, I should say that it doesn't necessarily mean that the Saints will or that even has a lead that they will, but he is saying that obviously Mickey Loomis and the, 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 the leadership, um, they have no qualms about trading up. And they appear to be as well-positioned as any team to do so. Also, with Drake May and Caleb Williams and all these other big-time guys in the ether for 2024, I think you're going to find a lot of partners who don't mind amassing some sort of draft capital. Uh, He would go on to say, um, you kind of speculate, uh, wait, hold on, here it is. As far as potential partners, the New England Patriots at 14, the Commanders at 16, and the Vikings at 23. All that's missing is the Eagles, uh, but we'll see where it ends up going. Um, <clears throat> I don't know, man. Look, I, I, I've always been a guy where I've like talent valuation so hard and so hit or miss that I've kind of been a never trade up sort of guy. Which, granted, you know, maybe isn't the best because you you could. You, you, you'd have missed out on guys like Alvin Kamara. You'd have missed out on Chris Olave last year. Um, so I've kind of been a never trade up guy. I've always been more of a trade back and just throw everything against the wall, but just get it right. I mean, you just got to get it right. You just, you just narrow your margin for error. You, you, you got to get it right because when you miss on a Marcus Davenport, you see what an incredible source of frustration it becomes and, and just a bad use of resources over time. So I hope not. I hope they don't trade up, but, uh, you know, what if they trade up and get somebody awesome? <laughs> then I'll be like, oh, was all the changes. Yeah, so screw you, Sean Payton, is the actual point of all this. And watch out, you're on Mario's radar, okay? He's already trying to tear down your reputation. Next thing is to be tearing off their skin. It's dry in Colorado, too, so your skin's probably very paper-like at this point. It just flake away after all your years down here in the heat and the humidity of a real place to live. Uh, all right, when we get back, let's close out hour number one of OTB. Off the bench with Hester and T-Bob. Go to All-Star Toyota. Oh, you can see those big hands entering right there. We got our guy Jake Hester back here in studio. Uh, And we're back talking about All-Star Toyota of Baton Rouge. All-Star Toyota Baton Rouge. I love the website uh, .com. Uh, is a great place to start because you can find your next Toyota. You can actually order right there from the site, like whatever custom vehicle you want. You can check out the incredible deals they got going on where there's like buy three tires, get one for free. The great deals for military members, for recent graduates. Um, it's all there for you. You can chat with service and sales representatives right there also. Um, I mean, it's it's so great, man. I my, my, uh, my dear mother accidentally left my car running over the weekend. She's an electric vehicle now and she forgot how like normal vehicles work. And uh, battery, clean dead, blah, blah. It was so easy. Got a towed to All-Star dropped off i don't lift the finger fixed yesterday picked up and we're back on the road that's the type of service you get from all-star toyota baton rouge all-star toyota of baton rouge.com
All-Star Toyota presents Off the Bench with Hester and T-Bob, ESPN Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Alexandria, and 1130 The Tiger. Hey, 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 welcome back. OTB closing out. Out number one. Uh, Jake, Jake's back. What's up, dude? Hello, sir. How are you? How was the morning getting the boys to school? Yeah, it was, you know, asking a lot of questions. Yeah. Like I told you, like, boys, where's the uniforms at? Boys, how do y'all make y'all's lunch? Boys, which way does mom take to school here? First time I've taken them in, we've been doing this for over two years, two and a half years. So it's it's been a long time. Long time, boom. Yeah. So uh, shout out to, uh, to all the moms and dads out there that carpool and take the kids to school. Uh, so, uh, we, we look, we, we've talked a lot of baseball this far. Um, we, we just talked, uh, the Saints potentially moving up. I know you're not a fan of it. Now to be clear, the Albert Breer doesn't say that he thinks they are just that they are as well positioned as any team yeah. to. He had them history. last year T and I thought I included it. I guess I didn't in February of last year. So two months before the draft. He kind of had a same style article, like, hey, here in the Saints, you know, maybe interested in moving in, could be a situation, blah, 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 whatever. And obviously they did. Uh, if they move up, who do they move up for? I mean, we'll ask that's, Nick. We'll talk about it later on. Yeah, that's going to be the question. You got to be um, one of them D linemen, right? I think you can get value at defensive tackle at 29. Uh, is it Dalton Kincaid? Is it tight end? Because the defensive tackle You're the position. Draft guy. I don't know. You tell me. The defensive tackle position. Well, it just depends on trying to figure out what the Saints are going to do in a draft. Like, even a draft person um, would struggle with that. That's true. I I mean, if Jalen Carter fell because of the off-the-field stuff, and he's there at 9, 10, 11. There's no way. There is no way Jalen Carter would be available at 9, 10, 11. You just, think? You just never know what, what teams and how much information they have and Obviously, again, like when someone has to come home from the combine to turn himself in, right, wrong, or indifferent, that's going to be a red flag for teams. So maybe if you're talking defensive tackle is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. no, no, for sure. It's one of those weird situations though. if like Jane Culler falls to 9 or 10, it's ridiculous from a talent standpoint that he would be there. But then um, are you scared enough to be the one to go all in when so like like does it scare you to all be the one to right. go all in when everybody else is like like what information do they have that is making them not take this player who should very clearly go top three if he's still available at nine or ten? I can't even go there. That that's too much thinking. My brain's about to short out. Um the craziest thing that I saw yesterday, Jake, maybe you can explain this to me. Is that Will Levis is now the odds-on favorite to go two? Minus one thirty. He's at minus odds to go two overall. Is that the Texans fall in love with him? Is there a trade partner in the mix? What am I? What am I missing here? I don't know. I think a lot of us are missing it because he's somebody that when I look at people that I really trust, mock drafts, it's you know between seven and eleven. It's kind of been the range that yeah. I've seen him lately. I haven't seen him move up on. Anybody else's board outside of Vegas, but obviously those big buildings didn't build themselves. We all built those big buildings. And so, two, it just sounds crazy. There's some real value. Like, you can get Will Anderson, I think, plus 500 to be the third pick to the Cardinals who don't need a quarterback. Now, trades, obviously, it's not a team. It's the slot. So, a team can trade in 
to three, but I wouldn't put a single dollar on Will Levis going number two overall. No, I mean, that's why it's so sketchy. There's no juice to it, and it's like, where did this come from? That's why it's so sketchy. It's what what does, what do the oracles of the desert out west, what do they know? Um, hmm. I don't know. We'll find out Thursday. We'll talk to Nick Underhill in hour three about the New Orleans Saints kickoff hour three in our normal Tuesday spot. Uh, we got Brody Miller coming to 815 to do a little spring game recap. A lot of talk about Prime, Coach Prime, in the uh, in the chat right there. And make no mistake, we're going to get to Coach Prime later in the show. Uh, my quick thought here is the transfer numbers feel really extreme on paper, mm-hmm. but didn't Dion tell us this was going to be the case from literally day one? When he said, I'm bringing my own bags with me. And by bags, he meant players. As they've had like 30 Jackson State guys come. Like, like he, he's been telling you that they're going to completely remake this roster. So um, we'll, the, we'll go more in depth to it a bit uh, later on. Yeah, yeah. The numbers are staggering. When you see them out there laid out, you're right. Like, it's hard to deny them. And who's come in, who's come out? Because the numbers in both lead the country of players coming in yes. and players coming out. Yeah, he's, it's, it's, it is the complete roster overhaul that he promised. He's going to get some players who are more. And, and here's the other thing. People seem almost to be pearl-clutching over a 1-11 team, losing a lot of the players who went 1-11. Like, it, it can't be worse. Like you, 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 can, you can overreach all you want to use it against Prime, but I don't know. I think he's doing the right thing. Uh, more in hour two. Keep it locked. Off the bench with Hester and T-Bob. Go to Patient Plus Urgent Care, patientplusuc.com. I told you my wife was going to go in and get better. She has done so. Okay. And uh, if you're not feeling good, you should do so as well. There are Patient Pluses throughout the city. Um, you create that digital profile. The facilities are just second to none, y'all. The rooms are so spacious, so private. They got the best technology in there for all the COVID cold testing, like anything that you need. Um, Patient Plus is, and, and then of course, what is it without the doctors and nurse practitioners who are top-notch as well. Hey, if you need occupational medicine needs, go check out the Mid-City location. Guarantee it's going to be the best Oc Med spot you've ever been to. Page Plus Surgery Care. Yeah, it's going to be a location near you in the Baton Rouge area. They're all about convenience, and no matter what we're talking about here, they're going to be convenient. You're going to be in, you're going to be out. Again, I mentioned location is going to be close to you. You can also book that appointment online at patientplusuc.com right there in the top right corner. Patient Plus, get in and get better. Savings are in bloom at Shawville's Tire and Auto Service. Now through April 30th, get up to $70 off a new set of Toyo tires. 